Hello and welcome to the My Favourite Film Podcast with me, Gav Smith, and my co-host... Me, Gary Coleman. And you remembered your name this week, which is always good. (laughs) (laughs) It was a busy week last week. It was. was. Um, Before we get into today's show, which is about the holiday, let's do our normal contact information. So Gary, if people want to contact us by email, what is the best way of doing that? If you want to email us, and please do email us in your thoughts, you can get us on myfavouritefilmpodcast at gmail.com. Brilliant. And we are, are we on Twitter? On Twitter, yeah. You can find us at my fave film. Wow. Have we got an Instagram? We have indeed got an Instagram, uh, and it is at my favorite film podcast. Wow. Why have we got all these different names? Why can't we just stick we with one? We should have thing? gone for one name. We should have gone. <laughs> <laughs> I just realised a huge flaw in our marketing plan. Absolutely. It's really flawed, isn't it? Our um, listeners are very intelligent. They'll work it out. Yeah. They are. I'm sure. You're going to ask about Facebook that. next, aren't you? How have we got a Facebook page? Have we got Facebook? We have got a Facebook page. Oh, come on. Uh, however, if you go on Facebook and you just stick in my favourite film, you'll find us. And we've actually got two. We've got a Facebook page where we tell you all about our podcasts and things and we drop in the podcasts on there. But here's the thing. If you go to groups, look for my favourite film amongst groups, and there's a community page there where you can join in, our lovely listeners, and you can uh, feed, give us feedback and comments and, and talk about your favourite films. So uh, we'd love to see you there too. Brilliant. And do you know what? Because I know everyone else is like me and can't remember any of that stuff, just go to yeah. our website, myfavouritefilm.com, and at the bottom, all those things are there, the links. You just click on them, and it takes you straight there. So you don't have to remember this stuff. I think I think I talked to all of you seeing the website then. So it's www.myfavoritefilm.com. But it certainly is. Well done. Well done. Thank you. Very professional. Here to help. If you want to support us, the best way of doing it is if you pop over to Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or Good Pods. All those platforms let you leave a five-star rating and a review. Those five-star ratings and reviews help us get found by other listeners because there's a wonderful algorithm thing that does it. I should know more about it because I teach computer science, but there you go. Today's show, Gary, we talked to Susie Bennett about the holiday. And this is definitely a spoiler-filled episode of the podcast, as per usual. Um, what's your opinion of the holiday before we get into it? Um, well, it's a film that I watch every Christmas um, with my wife. I think my wife watches let, Let's be honest. My wife watches <laughs> it every Christmas, and I'm sat there stuffed full of turkey. And you don't uh, leave the room, though. So you are I, watching I, I can't leave the room. I, I'm too <laughs> full. Uh, it's a good film. It's a good film, and I, th- I know it's for many people it's their favourite film. So, uh, yeah, well worth a watch. Absolutely. And Susie wrote a whole Edinburgh show about it called Gumption, which I believe yeah. is very, very good. And we talked about that a little bit in this interview. So here is our interview with Susie. Fab. We might as well be honest with each other. Just tell me, did you sleep with her? Okay, I slept with her. You happy? Did you say, am I happy? Hello, Susie. How are you? Hello. I'm very happy to be here. <laughs> it's lovely to have you on the show. Thank you very much for coming along. Hiya, Susie. Hiya. Hi. <laughs> Gary. Nice. Well, I say in real life, it's nice to see your face. Yes. Oh, I've had a Coleman, haven't I? And <laughs> yapped on. <laughs> Could you just tell us a little bit about yourself what you do your relationship with film that type of stuff just to let the listeners know who you are before we start my name is Susie Bennett I'm 45 years old 
um, it's a shame you can't see me because you could compliment me. I don't look it, but that's because I've got a fringe. Um, I live in Devon. I'm a very proud Janner. I speak like a female Hagrid. I'm a comedian and tour guide. And I love the cinema. My favourite thing to do um, is to go to the cinema by myself on an afternoon when there's hardly oh. anyone there. And I used to have an unlimited card where I used to go about six times a week wow. and plan my whole day around watching two films. And it's the best thing ever. I just love, love escaping into movies. Isn't that the biggest luxury, sitting in a cinema in the oh. middle of the day? Love yeah, it. love it. Never get a chance to do it, but I wish I could more often. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and but now my cinema's got all reclining chairs so ah. it's even like oh <laughs> they're the best cinemas the ones with the reclining chairs that you go right back it's great um right tough question can you give me a quick plot synopsis of this film that we're about to talk about what right, film about we... to talk about gath sorry what, what oh. film are we talking about? <laughs> i forgot to say that what was it again oh it's jaws isn't it? no um <laughs> The holiday. <laughs> the holiday. The holiday. It didn't win awards. It wasn't groundbreaking. It was cheesy. It was predictable. But I absolutely love it. It's about mainly about two women who exchange their homes. They're both suffering heartbreak in different ways. And they decide over the holidays, over the Christmas and New Year, they're going to change places. So one of them gets to go to L.A. in a posh house. The other one gets to go to a little cottage in Surrey. They've both got very different lives and they meet each other's friends and it is absolutely life-changing. Ooh, life-changing. Like, yes, yes, I, I, I can say that with pure confidence. It's life-changing. Okay, we'll, we'll get into that, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> so is that why it's your favourite film, or is there some other reason why this is your favourite film? It didn't actually become my favourite film until a few years after I'd watched it because the first time I'd seen it was in the cinema. This, it came out in 2006 and I always loved Nancy Myers films. Nancy Myers, um, she was responsible for Private Benjamin. She did yeah. mm -hmm. It's Complicated, What Women Want, Baby Boom, loads of classics and Something's Gotta Give, which is anything with Diane Keaton in it is, is brilliant. But mm -hmm. she, she brought this film out in 2006. I went to see it in the cinema with my friend and about 10 minutes towards the end, the fire alarm went off in the cinema and we all had to file outside and we were waiting for 45 minutes and we decided to give up and go away. So we didn't actually watch the end, but we just decided, well, they're all going to live happily ever after. So we didn't, didn't actually finish it. So it wasn't until years later I actually watched all of the film. But it became one of my favourites when I, I watched it when I was going for a bit of a, a, a tricky love life situation. And I realised that myself and the Kate Winslet character had so much in common. And I, I drew on their, her experience and decided that, yes, I need to be more like this character. Fair enough. <laughs> it's, yeah, so I can imagine it's, defi okay it's definitely, it's definitely, a, yeah, it's definitely a, um, I, you know, I can imagine a film for, for, for heartbreak if, you, if you've gone through difficult relationships. Mm. Wow. A film for that. Yeah. He says with huge knowledge of different yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it, it's definitely empowering for women. I mean, there's two very different love stories going on there in very yep. different ways. Um, but my, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say obsession, but my my love of it comes from the Jack Black and Kate Winslet storyline rather than the Jude Law and Cameron Diaz storyline. But they're both very different. Yeah, they are mm -hmm. very, very different storylines. And I think I think there's a lot to be said about the way those two storylines don't link or do link, I suppose. There's there's mm -hmm. a lot in there. We might I think we'll probably come back to that. Um so when do you watch it? Is it, you know, every, all the time just stick it on because there's nothing else to do, or is it a 
rainy Sunday afternoon film there. When, when do you watch it? Uh, the rainy Sunday afternoon thing is usually Columbo for me. I love watching <laughs> right, the Columbo. Oh, I love Columbo. I love an old movie on a rainy Sunday afternoon, but this film is more of a having three bottles of red wine with my mate kind of film. <laughs> because it's usually on at Christmas. It's, it is kind of labelled as a Christmas movie, but I think there's not that much Christmassy stuff going on in there, really. So you can watch it. There's no cheesy montages of people making cookies and going out to get yeah. trees and that stuff. Um, but my best friend, we've been best friends since we were 14 years old. And it wasn't until years later in 2015, I did an Edinburgh show about which was loosely based around the holiday. And one day she sat down and said to me, I have something to tell you. I've never seen the holiday. And I, I was like, what? And it was kind of a, an interesting time in our friendship because we said, right, next week, wine, holiday, we're going to watch it. And she was so nervous that she wouldn't like it. And we sat down and she loved it so much. I think she's now actually watched it more than I have. And now I'll, <laughs> I'll go around her house and it's usually, we'll have a bottle of wine and then some, we'll try and watch something new. But then in the end, we end up watching the holiday. <laughs> School of Rock or High Fidelity, that's our three go-to films. And they all wow. star the one Jack Black. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> mm. yeah. That's, a, that's a good list of three films, that, actually. They're probably a, yeah. good, a good trio of films with one go, yeah. Yeah. Um, so how many times do you think you've seen it, then? Could you count? <laughs> oh, I don't think I could count, to be honest, because sometimes you just come home and it happens to be on the telly, so I'll just watch it. But I've obviously got... <laughs> you mean sometimes you come home and you just happen to be drinking a bottle of wine? Yeah, and you you know can just join in whenever you like. My boyfriend's seen it so many times as well, um, and we liken ourselves to the the Kate Winslet and Jack Black characters. They're called Miles and Iris, and I always said my ideal man would be Jack Black in that film. The character Miles would be the kind of man that I was looking for because he's funny, he's decent, he's kind, yeah. he's not a sleaze bag, and he's talented. He's a musician in the film. And and then I met my lovely fella, and he is my Miles. And um, oh. I think it was Christmas time. He he printed out the, the the cover of the holiday, and instead of having Jack Black and Kate Winslet on the bottom, he's put our faces. Oh, <laughs> and he put <laughs> <Nice>. Lovely. <laughs> Might have got a picture of that. We'll stick it on social media at some point. People yeah. can see it. <laughs> um, you mentioned there about it's labelled as a Christmas film, but it's not really. Because um, I have this a lot, because I my favourite Christmas film, I always say, is Die Hard. Um, but mm -hmm. I keep getting told Die Hard's not a Christmas film. It's just a film that happens at Christmas. So is this a Christmas film or is it just a film that happens to be set at Christmas? I think it's a film that happens to be set at Christmas because right. I think it's around. as Same as Die Hard, I think it just happens to be set at Christmas, but watch it at Christmas because it gives mm. you that feeling. Um, Fair enough. The I mean, it's called The Holiday, not Christmas, because obviously mm. there's an American side to it. And the, the whole premise of the film is that they want to get away for the holidays, you know, and there's no there's no showing them in the shopping mall trying to get presents. There's nothing about that. It's just no. about spending that time and, you know, that time doing what they, they need to do, which is get away from their lives at home. And the fact that Kate Winslet gets to go to this amazing mansion in LA with a pool yeah. and Cameron Diaz gets to go to the tiny cottage where she can't quite fit in the bath <laughs> is part of the, part of the humor of it as well, as well as a nice bit of scenery and a bit of escapism. Yeah. I think we'll, we'll kind of delve in a little bit into the sort of cast and the crew and then go through the story a bit. So mm -hmm. you mentioned that you love uh, Nancy Myers who obviously wrote and directed this one. Um, and you mentioned a, quite a lot of the films that she's made that I've got listed. A whole, I've got my notes on the screen, you see. Um, 
I've got listed an awful lot of her films as well. I mean, she's done some absolute corkers of films in time, but she does tend to write very strong female characters. Um, is that, that where your love comes from? Absolutely. Um, the, these characters, I mean, they both have their weaknesses, but they're both strong, independent career women. They both got yeah. decent jobs, you know, and they, they happen to be having a bit of a hard time. I mean, Kate Cameron Diaz is very unemotional and she hasn't cried since she was a, a, a little girl yeah. and she cheated on, but she can't bring herself to shed a tear. And Kate Winslet is the complete opposite. She spends days crying and crying and crying. Um, one of my favourite bits, she she's crying because this this man that she'd been seeing on and off uh, decided to announce his engagement to someone else oh. in front of her, the whole the whole office, and she's absolutely devastated. I've I've been there, walking around crying, just waking up crying, and, and she goes up to the hob, her little oven, and she puts the gas on and she sniffs it, <laughs> and then she suddenly has this realization. She opens the window and she slaps herself on the face and says, "Low point, low point." And Cameron Diaz, Cameron Diaz. Amanda, she wouldn't do that. She oh, wouldn't do that. She goes and gets a bottle of wine and drives through Surrey. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they are very different characters, aren't they? Well, let's talk about those those characters then. Because I mean, there's there's four main characters, I suppose. There's the Kate Winslet's character, um, Cameron Diaz, and then there's Jude Law, Jack Black. Um, let's talk about the two women then. So Kate is, as I said, they're very, very different characters. Kate is typical sort of British journalist, I think, is or supposed to be British journalist, I suppose. Um, mm. I love the fact that they call the two Brits Iris and Graham. They're like the most British names <laughs> you could possibly get. Um, what do you think about Kate in this then? Because I don't think she'd really done comedy before this. I think this is probably her first sort of foray into the romantic comedy business, isn't it? So what do you think about her performance in this? Well, I absolutely love I love Kate Winslet, big Kate Winslet fan. I, I don't think she's a natural comedy actress, um, but I just like the whole sort of everyday woman about her in it. Mm. She's, you know, she's so lovely and she's kind yeah. to people in her work and she's doting on this man who clearly is a massive. Am I, can I say no bed? Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and she writes about other people's lives. So she's writing all the, all the announcements in the, in the paper and she's yeah. got, you know, she, She's a good writer, but she kind of knows her place and stays in her little office doing her little thing. Um, and she she's kind and she lives in a tiny little cottage, which is idyllic, to be honest. And <laughs> um, she's got this cosy little British life and a little doggy. And um, but she kind of doesn't really have she doesn't put herself first. You know, she's put all of her, her everything, her happiness in someone else's hands. That's what she's done. Yeah. Um, and she kind of hasn't stuck up for herself, you know, and she's been sort of led as, led led on a merry dance by this man, Rufus Sewell, who apparently yeah. they dated life, by the way, before the film. Rufus Sewell and I... I, I, I read that, yeah. yeah. And, you know, he plays the, the slimy character so well. When I see him in films now, I go, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> and he came in the film Jasper, and that's what we used to call wasps when I was a kid, like, ah, Jaspers! And, and yeah. now I think, well, it's a good name. Um because, you know, I've had my own Jasper in the past and uh, they keep you hanging on by a thread. It's called breadcrumbing. Did you know about breadcrumbing? No. no. Explain. Uh, thing, um, well, you, I don't know how long you've been out of the dating world. I know Gary's Gary set up for life. But there's a difference <laughs> now where the, the people who are sort of typical narcissist, I would say that Jasper is a narcissist. And what yeah. he does, he likes 
have women hanging on him and he kind of has them when he wants to, he'll pick them up and give them a bit of attention. Then he'll put them back down and then go to the next one. And they, and they call it love bombing when they kind of shower them with affection, but then they withdraw the attention and the breadcrumbing comes from when they kind of go quiet, but then they drip little things like they send you a message now and again, just to keep you interested, just to keep you, yeah. you little <laughs> and that's what he does to Iris. You know, he, he kind of, when she starts to go quiet on him and she says to him on the plane, she sends him a message, I need to get over you and I would like you to let me have a chance to do that. And yeah. he won't let her, won't let no. her get over him. Breadcrumbing, I need mm. you, Iris. He's a brilliant villain. I mean, just set up oh, the yeah. idea of somebody who's going to break someone's heart. He's brilliant. I think he plays that character quite a lot. In other, I don't know the actor that well, but he seems to always play that kind of villainous. Kind of face. Like, kind yeah. Of face. <laughs> very punchable isn't he very yeah instantly punchable uh, <laughs> he looks like a bit of a dick yeah. no <laughs> shouldn't say things like that really sure mm-hmm. we might get him on one day <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i mean that's kate she just start off quite wet at the start i think mm. she's very needy and at the start, surname, but... a cutesy surname her name is iris simpkins which is quite a kind of cutesy sort of british name it is. very british <laughs> <laughs> It, 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 I, I, that's one thing I did notice that it's very the, the British side of it is very British it's like Nancy been over to England gone these are all the things that are typically British I'll write about those um, what about Cameron Diaz then because she's a complete polar opposite I suppose she starts off really strong chucking her man out and basically you know this is, it, this is my life um, she seems very set in her career she knows what she wants from the world what do you think about the way Cameron Diaz plays this? Because, I mean, by this point, she's done all sorts. I think she's done both Charlie's Angels films at this point. She'd done The Mask and all the different comedy things that she's always sort of associated with. What do you think about her in, in this and her sort of career, as it were? I absolutely love her in this, and she'd have more experience in comedy. I mean, there's mm. something about Mary's a classic. Yeah, yeah. And I, I went as her once to uh, a fancy <laughs> party. I put the, put the gel in my hair. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone knew who I was immediately. <laughs> I did have some gel, so I didn't do it the same way she did it. But um, yeah. I, I, I mean, there's not that much. I mean, she's funny anyway. She's got yeah. a brilliantly expressive face, and she's yeah. just beautiful and gorgeous and glamorous. She's so and funny. She's got yeah. Great job. She obviously makes a lot of money. She's got amazing clothes, beautiful house, and she's got this man who she's like come on, just tell me you cheated on me, right? And he keeps denying it. Yeah. And there's a wonderful moment where the gardener is doing the bushes and they're having this <laughs> argument. And he's like, come on, you totally slept with her, tell me. And the gardener's like, no, don't. Okay, I did. And he goes, she goes, ah! And the gardener's like, oh, good luck. Yeah. <laughs> but um, she doesn't, I mean, if that happened to me, I'd be like in tears and on the floor. And she's just like, oh, I know you did that. And she was just no. irritated rather than heartbroken. You know, so she obviously didn't really love him that much, you know, um, mm. but she, she decides to get away as well. And, and they kind of, yeah, oh, that's more into the storyline. But I, I yeah. think she's a, a strong and beautiful woman who doesn't really need a man. She quite yeah. like having him around, as we find out, Jude Law. Mm. She likes to look at him and she doesn't pull any punches when she says, should we, should we have sex? And he's like, yeah. oh, go on then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> You it's would. Cameron Diaz, why not? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, well, let's talk about Jude Law and, um, and Jack Black, because they, obviously they're the, the main sort of male characters in this, but and poor Jack Black doesn't get... I don't. Think he's, I think he's very underused in this film. Um, they could have used him a lot more, because he's got a lot I think more... I he's not casting, him. isn't it? It's odd casting for Jack Black. Yeah. It's like an odd role for him to do. Yeah. Oh. Well, apparently, Nancy Myers 
picked him because she said he'd be the perfect leading man. And obviously he's had a shave for this. You know, yeah. he's, he's had a mm. He hasn't got the big belly that he had mm. when he was in uh, School of Rocky. He's kind of toned it right down. He doesn't, there is a couple of moments Jack Black comes out when yeah. he does his little bits, but he doesn't, he doesn't do any gurning or any sort of craziness or anything like mm. that. He's a lovely, mild-mannered man. And apparently he said yes to the movie when he heard that Kate Winslet was involved. So they obviously had this nice bit of chemistry. Oh, nice. But I've always loved Jack Black. I, I, he's my ideal, ideal man. Lovely, lovely man. And um, in the in the movie, he he works with Cameron Diaz, his character. They're both they write trailers for films. Yeah. And you now it's a lovely bit that they use his musicality a bit in it. A bit, we'll talk about that a bit later because it's one of my favorite mm. scenes. Yeah. Mm. Right. Okay then, we'll we'll leave Jack for now. In fact, she says to him, "You're a decent man," and he says, "That's always been my problem." Yeah, <laughs> yeah, us decent men have that problem always. Uh, so, what about Jude Law? Because he's not so much of a decent man, or he doesn't appear to be at first glance. What we think about Jude's character? Yeah, at first you think he's oh, he's some Lothario, just has these one night stands mm, and things like yeah. that. And then you find out later on, he's bereaved. You know, he's looking after his two daughters by himself, and he's just been out having fun. He, he can't. He doesn't want to fall in love because he, you know, he's lost his wife, and and I, I'm not so. I've never been one who fancies Jude Law. He's never been my type. So I know a lot of women swoon over him. So I was mm. never really like, oh yeah, Jude Law. And I find the the bits with Amanda and Graham are not my favourites. I mean, I like watching them, but for me, it's all about the other two. But you know, it's it's basically Cameron Diaz. Um, she's looking for a bit of fun and a bit of you know physical love, and Kate Winslet's looking for the. The, the love so it, they're kind of very different and um graham seems like a decent bloke really who's who's looking out for his daughters don't want to get too involved um but you know he's not really my favorite and there's a really cheesy scene with him where he puts a napkin on his head which apparently oh. was in and he <laughs> and the are oh, the bless the daughters they're very cute but they're very much sort of british stage school like oh do this dad it's really funny honestly yeah. i i like, oh, cringe <laughs> it's a really cute bit where cameron diaz comes and she says would you like to have a sleepover and we've never had another girl sleeping ever and it's very cheesy and blah. Yeah. Like, kids are gorgeous <laughs> those two little girls are gorgeous yeah i i think i think for my taste i think i think jude law it's not, it's not that he's miscast. I just don't particularly like Jude Law. I think he's just too, as a bloke, he's just too, again, punchable. He's just too good-looking. Too, <laughs> too sle- there's something sleazy and plasticky about him. I just, there's no oh, vulnerability. Just jealous, Massively jealous. <laughs> of course I am. Of course but I am. But... In the eye of the beholder, and if Jude Law mm. and Jack Black side by side, I'd push Jude Law right out of the way. So, you know, it's yeah. whatever enough. you like. <laughs> um, there's, of course, one other really major male part which is Eli Wallace oh Eli brilliant yeah who is Wallace. Arthur mm. sorry Did I say Eli Wallace? Wallace. Wallace sorry Wallach. Wallach is it pronounced Wallach is it all right Wallach, yeah okay fair enough um mm. who's Arthur so Arthur is a screenplay writer um from the old time movies and gives uh Kate Winslet's character an awful lot of films for her to watch and there's I mean there's a much nicer sort of, I guess, a love story going on there to a certain extent. There's probably more in that than there is in the Jack Black, Kate Winslet mm. story. Yeah. yeah. So would you like me to tell you how they meet? Because this is an important part of the, of the film. It's where I learned the phrase meet cute. Mm. So Arthur yeah. Abbott was a screenwriter back in the golden age of Hollywood. 
and he met up with Kate Winslet. She's out and she sees him walking along with his frame. She sees him. She knows he's, he's the neighbor. She sees him out. And then one day she sees him looking very confused and she, she picks him up and says, are you okay? Do you, do you, do you want to, would you want to lift home? And he said, do you know where I live? And she says, yes, I think so. And he says, good. Cause I don't, that makes one of us. <laughs> so she and she realizes she has a little look around he's got this little meal for one he hasn't finished and 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 she realizes he's quite lonely so she says would you like to take me out? would you like to come out for dinner I'm a, you know I haven't got I don't know many people and he, his house is full of Oscars and he's he's you know she realizes that he was this big deal and he, he tells her all about the the Hollywood films and he says about how they met he said I enjoyed our meet cute and she says what mm. what's that mean and he says it's the part in the film where two people meet and they have their moment uh for instance, the meet cute with Kate Winslet and Jack Black is when uh, he comes to comes to the house and she gets a bit of something in her eye because the wind yeah. is blowing yeah. and, and tries to help her out. And he says, when the Santa Ana winds blow, anything can happen. All bets are off. And it's really sweet. So yeah. that's their meet cute. Um, so I, I enjoyed that because then a couple of years later in real life, I thought I had a meet cute on the train in Waterloo. And this guy, me and this guy were looking at each other and smiling. And then he followed me through the barrier and came up to me and said, would you like to exchange numbers? And I was like, oh my God, I've had a meet cute. And, and then sent me a dick pic. Oh. <laughs> and that was my meet cute at the window. I was like, oh my God, it's like a oh. film. And it was a film, unfortunately. Was that, was that, was that a meet and two veg cute? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, and it weren't that cute. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. That's a good line, Gary. I'll have to write that down. <laughs> so I'm here for. <laughs> well, just wait for those people. Yeah. He celebrated his 90th birthday on the set and they celebrated it with him. And he's no longer with us, bless him. But he's oh. him, Iris, and Miles, their, their, their characters and their relationship is one of the things that makes me love this film. Yeah. I love him in the film. And he's absolutely brilliant. Yeah. I love him. Yeah. He's so gorgeous. So cute. Yeah. yeah. Um, it, it's a, I think that's a, it could almost be a film in itself that bit mm. on its own. You yes. could kind of extend I mean, it, that. Anybody's clever with editing, if they want to edit out all of the Jude Law and Cameron Diaz bits, just make up. <laughs> that would make it so much easier for me and my friends on Red Wine Night. We could just watch that. <laughs> <laughs> the Cameron Diaz, the, the Kate Winslet cut. Um, so there's obviously two other males, one of whom gets very little time at all, which is um, Ethan. Um, played by Ed Burns. And then, of course, there's Rufus Sola, we mentioned earlier, who plays Jasper. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ethan is pretty much, he's there at the start. He does his little looks to the uh, the gardener, and that's pretty much it. He's gone for the rest of the <laughs> film, isn't he? Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's history. Yeah, he's, he's not really going to be part of this at all. So we'll kind of we'll just gloss over him, I think. Um, what, do you think what do you think about Rufus, then? You've said already that you think he's... Well, I think Gary said he had a punchable face. I think you said he was knobhead. Um, <laughs> what do you think about Rufus way- in this? <laughs> He's just so blatantly taken our feelings and treated them like a football that's what he's done with Kate Winslet and she's let him do it because he's keeps her keeps her with these promises he keeps breadcrumbing her the little things like oh you know we'll be together but 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 and you know the the, the complete slap in the face that he the, the engagement is announced in front of everyone and she had absolutely no idea um I mean you think that would be the end of it but he just keeps on oh I need you Iris oh and he, he says oh do you remember when we did this and She's like, oh, you remembered that? And he gets his way back in. He worms yeah. his way in. And then he suddenly turns up in L.A. Yeah. And I need you. I need you. And she's like, so the engagement's off. And he's like, um. <laughs> and then suddenly she has this realisation. 
Yeah. And that's the moment. And that is the moment. The word of the film is gumption. Because mm. Eli Wallach, Arthur Abbott has taught her all about the leading ladies in their films. She's watched all these films he's lent her. And he says that the leading ladies in their films had gumption. And she realises she needs a bit of gumption in her life. And yeah. well, what, there's a bit in the film where she's out for dinner with Arthur. And she tells him all about the trouble she's having at home. And he says, ah, oh, the thing is, in films, there are leading ladies and there are best friends. And I can tell that you're a leading lady, but you're behaving like the best friend. Yeah. And she says... I have been in therapy for years and no one's ever explained that as well as you just have. That's brilliant. And, and she says, of course, you have to be the leading lady in your own life, for God's sake. Yeah. And that's when later on in the film, she realizes that when she had a narrow escape with uh, Jasper, he, she's just realized he's going to keep doing this. And she says, I think you need to get out. I, I think I have. And he says, what's come over you? And she says, oh, I think I have something resembling gumption. And then it all goes very cheesy. And she does a little dance and the music comes on and that, piece of music is actually called gumption because right. i may i may or may not have downloaded it as a ringtone <laughs> <laughs> that means you have <laughs> as the triumphant line she says i've got a life to start living and you're not going to be in it yay gumption yay. yeah <laughs> brilliant and that incidentally gumption was the name of my edinburgh show that i did which was loosely based around the holidays ah right i i realized that uh, so many people like this film you know secretly it's definitely yeah. a guilty pleasure because I remember one time doing the show and I'd introduced it at the beginning and I said, oh, you know, have you seen the film The Holiday? And I remember there was a very trendy teenage boy with his girlfriend and he was sitting in the front <laughs> like, looking really cool and he, went, he just shouted out, I love that film. <laughs> it's like, uh, so many people love it. They won't admit to it. Because, no. You know, it's not won any Oscars, but cool. Life-changing, life-changing. Life-changing. It's not one of those films that classes a cool film, let's be honest. You wouldn't get the no. cool kids seeing it. Yeah. No, but I was, I was just saying to Gav, just before we started talking, I was just saying to Gav, Sophie, my wife, makes us watch the film every year. You have to watch it every Christmas. It is, I think it is a loved film. That's why she's a keeper. <laughs> <laughs> and I knew my boyfriend was when he, he watched it without me once. He was like, oh, I've just... It's <laughs> like, yes, I do. He wanted to familiar <laughs> it when he knew I loved it <laughs> I hate my horrible life we've mentioned obviously that there's there's two stories going on or three stories I suppose that the the love between Cameron Diaz and Jude, Jude Law that's kind of starting in England um there's this relationship between Kate Winslet and Arthur so Iris and Arthur and then Jack Black comes into that as well and you said you would like to see a, a Kate Winslet only cut that just has Kate and Jack <laughs> I must admit I have thought this when I've watched it because I I rewatched it recently and realised I had seen it a couple of times before when I rewatched it. I actually thought I hadn't seen it, but I have. Um, but I kind of think that it's, it's almost like they've got an idea for a story, which would be the Cameron Diaz's character comes over to, to England, meets up with Jude Law, and they have this lovely life. And there's loads of stuff you could write around about the fact he's a widower and all that type of stuff. But it wasn't long enough. So they added an extra element, which was then they've done the holiday swap and you've got this other story. But neither story seems to get enough time to be a film. Do you think it could be better if they'd just gone, well, just have one story where one person goes over there, goes over to Elliot and meets someone and that's it? Or the other way around, I suppose. Mm, I, I feel a bit mean now that I've said that it should be a Kate Winslet one. Um, <laughs> because I'm, while I'm thinking about it, there are some brilliant moments. So Cameron Diaz is a really good physical... Mm. 
actress as well. There's a moment where she's in her jogging bottoms and her jumper and she gets, she's been sort of dancing around to the killers and, you know, sitting and examining her split ends and she decides, mm-hmm. oh, I think I'm bored. I'm going to go back home. She starts to think about packing back up yeah. and then Gray and and there's a moment where she sees him and say, oh, hello, he's conventionally good looking. And um, she kind of turns away and she's she's trying to untuck her socks from her jogging bottoms. Did you notice that? And she's kind of like really quickly trying to do that. And there are some really funny little laugh out loud moments there. Um, you uh, definitely can't lose, yeah. you can't lose, you can't lose Cameron Diaz. She's, she's just yeah, sort of I just, it get just rid of you, Lord. It's quite cheesy the way they kind of come together, you know, and... Uh, Mm. And then, and in this day and age, would would you would you answer the door and let a man in who was drunk, who you know, totally just not. go on? Then you stay. He, I mean, he should have been a gentleman. Um, but in two thousand and six, they didn't have an Uber, so. <laughs> and you wouldn't have got a taxi along that lane anyway. No, no, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, you're right. I mean, Cameron says I think that story is the funnier of the two stories. There's a lot more laugh out lines in that part of it than there is in Kate Winslet and Jack Black's bit. They don't, yeah. The classic um, putting one person on hold while you're on the phone to the other person. Yeah. Saying, yeah. T- saying I can't believe you had sex with the woman who's staying in my house. And just like, it's still me. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was quite funny. Although a bit contrived, it was still funny, you know. <laughs> it was the best. That's the funniest line in the film, I think, that one. Yeah. Yeah. It's a good conversation, the whole thing, because they just keep replaying the same idea of she never gets yeah. off that call, does she? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, Still me. Do you think it would have been better then as, I don't know, if you did it as three separate films and you kind of had the whole oh. day one, two and three and you had, this is what happens, Cameron Diaz goes over and has that relationship and then a little bit yeah. later, the other side of it and you have a film there and then you maybe have Arthur's story as well and not necessarily as three separate films, but as instead of, mixing the timelines together to that's one story that's yeah. what happens to the other side and that's another bit of it as well and then have mm. a final bit at the end where they do come together or do you think it works better with it as it is I suppose that's a nice that's a nice idea like three separate stories but I, I don't know I think it's quite nice mixed in because a bit of yin and yang you know a bit of because I suppose it just shows the contrast in how they meet one the two two of them get get it on straight away the other two are sort of slow burning falling in love slowly and very chastely you know he there is that moment where he says oh accidental boob grace yeah while they're in the supermarket <laughs> yeah. apparently that was um apparently jack black did that to nancy myers he accidentally said oh sorry i'm accidental boob grace and she wrote put it into the script um, <laughs> and there's quite a few moments like that but um yeah it's nice to watch how the two relationships are developing i feel a bit mean now i feel like i'm backtracking quite a lot so i feel bad about cameron diaz now. Um, <laughs> i think i, know, I think I the symmetry is nice the symmetry the idea yeah. and the idea that they swap lives that's kind of the whole point of the film so yeah. i think that's important but also the symmetry of the you know the, there's, there's a huge symmetry between kate and and you know this kind of woman who is sort of too caring and cameron diaz is a woman who can't cry she can't care there's, yeah. there's a nice symmetry setup i think that, that that's nice it's a very long film. I wouldn't want to make it any longer, though. It's really goes on for hours. Doesn't it take two hours long? I mean, quite, long for, I, quite long for a rom com. Yeah. I first watched it. I missed the first ten minutes, so that was the perfect length, really. I think <laughs> the only bit I missed was them dancing around the following in, on the New Year, dancing around in the living room, which I I don't really like that ending. No. I, I kind of, it's kind of a bit. 
I mean, it's cheesy, isn't it? But they all come in and they're like dancing around with the canapes and that's very sweet. But I think I just didn't really like the song they used at the end. I think it wasn't really my favorite. It kind of just, it seemed like it faded out rather than kind of ended on a big high. It was kind of like just petered out with this. What was you know? the song? You know, it was, this could be an everlasting love. I don't, I don't really know what it's like. But it's, you, it's not my favorite. You prefer the fire alarm ending where everyone just has to leave yeah. the building very quickly. Audience <laughs> <laughs> gets it and goes. Yeah. Well, how, well in that, how would you have ended it in? Rather than having them all get together in one big happy family at the end with the kids and everyone's there, how would you have, what would be your ideal ending for the film other than a fire alarm, obviously? It was probably the perfect ending, to be honest, but I, I think I would have liked some kind of thing into the future situation like do they move to be with each other you know is it going to be one of those long distance you know does Jack Black say come on Kate Winslet come and live with me in LA sort of thing <laughs> I mean I like to think that happened in the end and I don't know where I mean maybe the two little girls can have the cottage when they grow up and we'll just <laughs> but they all end up living in LA with a lovely swimming pool and Arthur Abbott lives forever <laughs> Arthur Abbott okay. makes a film of it that would be what they call it these days meta if Arthur Abbott made a yes. film about what had happened in... <laughs> oh, and then you're watching that film so it oh. all pan, pans out and you're in the, the audience watching it oh man <laughs> that would be it that's a meta ending yeah I like it I like it um, we'll kind of I'll not, we'll not go through the entire film because as Gary's rightly said it's quite a long film but mm. if, if we were Right, you've got the video stuck in your, your video player or your DVD player, whatever it is. We'll put it on. We're allowed to press fast forward. Where do we first stop? What's the first scene you're going to stop at when we're fast forwarding through? It's the first thing you have to see. Is it if you haven't seen it before or just gen generally? Just you. You're, you're going to watch it on one of your drunk nights with three bottles of wine in you. And yeah. you've, going to, you've got to speed up some of it because you haven't got enough time to watch the whole thing. Where's the first I've scene you have to stop to watch? I will fast forward to when Kate Winslet arrives at the house and runs up the stairs, jumps on the bed and shouts, yippee, and goes out and sees the pool and is just completely overwhelmed. It's like, yes, because this is where I'm going to be staying. And I would I would go on that bit because she's so happy. She's like, I've got away. This is the best thing to do when you have heartbreak. Go somewhere else, get new scenery, see, see new people. And she actually says that as a speech in it, where she says, yeah. you know, where she she confides in Jack Black about what's happened and and she she says you know you go away and then suddenly little pieces of your soul start to come back and people make you feel worthwhile again and meet new people and that's just really lovely <laughs> oh. and it all starts jumping on the bed and realizing she's jet lagged and then suddenly she can just press a button and the blinds come down and she's like oh yeah. yes oh yes <laughs> we, we, we do a lot of Airbnb holidays and when we get there if the house is like half decent we do the, we, kind of, we replay the scene go yay <laughs> this, otherwise they like, get rats and things cockroaches you are okay then so first scene then is we're going to watch Kate Winslet getting into a lovely home so we'll press fast forward again where we stop next she's opening the door and it's Jack Black and he works with Amanda and he's and she says, oh, I'm, she's gone away and he's picking something up, I think, or something like that. And then mm, yeah, the, Ethan's laptop, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yes, that's it. And then the storm is the storm is brewing and she gets something in her eye and she's just looking gorgeous. She's just looking gorgeous. She's not made an effort. She's just wearing lounge clothes like 
and and uh, it's just beautiful, isn't she? And then he helps her out with the eye, and then he says that when the Santarana wins, and that's the meet cute, and that that's a lovely mm-hmm. little bit. Yeah, yeah, oh. it is. It's a lovely but scene knows, actually. His car with his girlfriend, who turns out to be a right wrong and. You, you obviously, you obviously Susie, obviously do, but, but I mean, I have this thing that I'm not sure that they're a, a real couple. I mean, Jack Black and Kate Winslet, I, I, I don't know whether I believe them as a couple somehow, like a proper falling in love romantic couple. I mean, she she is beautiful and Jack Black's um, Gary, cute, but... She doesn't fall in love with Jack Black. She falls in love with Miles. <laughs> Good he does look a bit, to be fair, he does look a little bit like Jack Black. <laughs> but, but he, he must get he must get that loads. People see all the time. Hey, Miles do the image of Jack Black. So he ever said. Are you criticizing Jack Black's range as an actor? Because I have to protest. No. Because I like this is the part where he he shows himself to be a decent, honest, lovely leading man, and he is very sexy. Thank you very much. No, yes, he is. He is. <laughs> I, I must admit. But they're quite an asexual yeah. couple, though. You see, I, mean, I think Jack Black is very sexy. Like in School of Rock, he's a very sexy, sexual character. He's also a brilliant actor. Have you seen the film Bernie? He's a brilliant fact. Yeah. Actor. Oh my. Yeah, brilliant. That. Very high It's a very, very asexual relationship, I suppose, with the point I was I was making. Yeah. Well, there is a little something going on there. You know, he's just respectful. Mm. Respectful. That's what's happened. She, oh, she's yeah. been hurt. He's hurt. They're both cautious. Yeah. But mm. I reckon they've been going. They've been going at it. Once they're you know falling in love. I, but I reckon he's showing her a good time. To be honest, it's just it was a it was a slow burn. <laughs> have you, have you, what? When they first meet, yeah. Jack's in a in a relationship, isn't he? And he's yeah. he's That's in true, a relationship yeah. for quite a long time into their relationship, starting with with Kate Winslet's character. So it's it's only towards the end that you realise that they're not, and there could be something. Mm. Yeah. yeah, That's true. There's no. You know, they're friends first, and that's always nice, isn't it? And yeah. I was going to say about Jack Black's sexiness. Have you seen the film High Fidelity? Mm-hmm. Because at the end, Jack Black does an amazing version of Let's Get It On by Marvin Gaye. And that's one of me and my friend's favourites as well. Oh, my yeah. oh, God. Yeah. That is pure sexiness. Yes. Yeah. Oh, he's a brilliant actor. I love it. I love oh, Jack is, Black. Yeah, he's great. <laughs> yeah. Of everything he's done, he's great. Okay, so we've got the meet cute, and we've Got to hit that fast forward button again now. So where where are we stopping next? Which scene's going to be our next stop on our list? Oh, well, we're at dinner with um, Iris and Arthur. Cool. And she kind of lets it slip that she's gone away because she's had her heart broken. And then he gives her the pearls of wisdom that she needs to be the leading lady in her life and not the best friend. Mm. And she's like, mm. that's brilliant. Yeah. And he takes her out and she... I mean, the fact that she's going to dinner with a 90-year-old man and they have this lovely friendship. I went and stayed in Florida a few years ago and stayed with my auntie, who's in her 70s, and me and our mates all went out. We would like go for cocktails, go to the beach, and I just thought, this is amazing. And I, I love hanging out with older people, and it just changed my mind about age and, and everything like that. And she just soaks up all this wisdom he's got and appreciates his friendship because they're both there on their own, and they, they yeah. both get out. And one of, another favourite scene is when she... She goes around, is it Passover? And he's got his, his Jewish friends around and then she comes for dinner and then Jack Black ends up, well, Miles ends up coming in and joining them and they all get on so well because they get on with Miles and Arthur's got a little wink in his eye and he's, he's looking at them too and he's thinking, I know, so you know, something's brewing yeah. and it's really sweet. Yeah, that's, mm. that's, that's lovely seeing that one actually. It's, it, that shows a very different side of the relationship, I suppose, that this, that's starting to blossom there, doesn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I've noticed so far, 
out of three scenes where we're sticking with Kate Winslet's story here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get rid of Jude Law. Let's do it. <laughs> Should we speed Jude. up again and see where we end up? <laughs> speed past Jude. Whenever Jude comes on, speed past him. Come on, Jude. Well, we have to speed up um, to... I mean, I've said about this when they go out for sushi and they have the, the boob greys. Um, <laughs> oh, I'm having a little think now. I'm thinking about Cameron Diaz deciding to leave and then she decides not to leave and he says, well, I'll be in the pub if you happen to not leave. And there she is. She walks into the pub and he's there with his mates. And I love that because it's... I miss going to pubs and having a nice... Just a night nice night in and cosy pub. Um, and, you know... She just charms everyone. She charms his friends. And she doesn't really set out to charm them, but she just decides mm. to think, let's see how this goes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I, I shoehorned one in there, but I would like to get back to Iris and Miles. <laughs> <Snowflake>. um, <laughs> Go on, just just tell us the whole story, Miles and Iris. Then. <laughs> yeah, I've probably, I've probably missed out whole chunks, but, I, I mean, I've got some quotes I can Go talk on. to you about. Um when she's telling her brother Graham on the phone and he says, you know, how are you getting on? She said, oh, I've met a man. I've met a man and he makes me feel brilliant. I feel mm. great when I'm with him. He's about 90 years old. So she's talking about brothers. <laughs> yeah. And then she, he kind of like, they. that's when they have the conversation where he says, how's Amanda? And she's all, oh, how's Graham? And then she twigs, oh God, something's gone on. And then yeah. she has the whole, I can't believe you did this. And then she, she says, I told her there were no men in this town and now you immediately get into her knickers and then Cameron Diaz is still on the phone listening to this being said uh, <laughs> but um, yeah I suppose I've, I've, I there's, there's like two hours of film here but I've yeah, kind of just gone is. into the I've probably missed some major plot developments do, do um, you know what I, I used, I've done many of these and I, I used to go I will just talk through the whole film and actually it, it becomes really boring just talking every single Ooh. scene that's in a film but if you can pick up your favourites, that's much better. Go on, mm. you had another one there. Can tell one. Yeah. Oh, oh, it just came to me. Lovely romantic moment between. It's, it's a moment where they start to fall in love a bit. Um, uh, Miles and Iris are sat at the, at the keyboard, and he's he's writing a song for Arthur. Arthur's been invited to the Screenwriters Guild. They want to do a tribute to him, and he said, "I'm going to write him a little theme song to help him get on stage because there's mm. a whole montage." with um, Iris trying to get Arthur fit again because he thinks he can't yeah. climb the stairs and he thinks he's embarrassed, you know, he doesn't want all his old colleagues to see him being old and not being able to walk. And there's a wonderful moment as well where they're in the swimming pool and she's teaching him walking up and down the swimming pool and he kind of just goes under for a moment. He just, he just kind of goes, <laughs> comes back up and shakes, he's all bewildered. <laughs> and then he's, he kind of pushes his walker away. You know, there's this lovely little training. It's like Rocky, but a bit more cute. <laughs> Like a montage, but involving a walker. Um, and then he writes this theme tune for Arthur to give him, you know, psychologically get him up on the stage. And then he said, I've written one for you as well. And he says to Iris, if you were a melody, and then he plays this beautiful um, tune. And he says, I've used yeah. only the good notes. Oh. Aww, <laughs> sweet. Yeah. It is a bit that, but <laughs> it's lovely. Of course, of course, there are corny lines in it, but, you know, they do acknowledge it because Arthur mm. says, when he picks Kate Winslet up, he's bought her a corsage. And he says, I yeah. don't know, I haven't been on a date for so long. And, he, and I know it's a bit corny, but this is what we used to do. And she says, I'm looking for corny in my life. There are some lovely corny moments, but it, it wouldn't be a rom-com if there wasn't corny moments yeah. in it, would it? So, yeah. Um, I think we need to do the awards section. 
It's the MFF Awards. Standout performance. Go on, Susie. Who is your standout performance in this? I, get, I think I can guess, but go on. I know you think I'm going to say Jack Black, but <laughs> it's got to be Eli Wallach. Oh, oh brilliant. So nice. pleased he said yeah. that. Fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Eli Wallach. Arthur is the glue that holds it all together, and Absolutely. it brings a lot of heart to the film. And the whole relationship there with Iris and the way they come together and the way she gives him a new lease of life and the way he gets, she gets involved with his life as well and learns a lot about herself as well as the old movies. And of course, Miles respects him and admires him a lot. He's like, mm. he says he's a legend. He's one of the greats. Yeah. It's just the whole thing. And when he gets up on stage at the end and it's just, it's just lovely. And it make, makes me cry every time. Oh, mm. That's very good. Mm-hmm. Gary, your standout performance? I would totally agree. I'm so pleased you said that. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. Eli Wallach by Miles. I love him. I do like Jack Black. Yeah. Uh, I think Cameron Diaz is very funny. Um, but I think Eli Wallach's just really, really just fantastic. Every scene he's in is just really heartwarming. And he's a brilliant performer. Brilliant. He's a fantastic actor and just yeah. portrays everything. Yeah, I love it. I think we've got a three for three here, I think, because I was going to say exactly mm-hmm. the same. Although I might now go for um, the dog because the dog was awesome. <laughs> I forgot there was a dog. So she left a bloody the dog. dog was she left a dog behind the in the house. Yeah. The dog was underused. Don't, don't say Jack Black wasn't it. The dog was very underused. I think but, we kind of forgot about the dog. I didn't, yeah. I didn't even know there was a dog. It, she it left a dog behind. There for a little while at the start, they do a whole scene where Cameron Diaz is sticking tongues out at it and stuff and it keeps kind of looking that at her. And, gone. Yeah. But just in a perfect dog way. Yeah. But underused oh. dog, you're right. We should They're have given him a Jude Law and just had the dog. With the yeah. nice dog. Cameron Diaz falls in love with the dog in, in yes. not in a grim way. Um, no. Can I just say one thing about Eli Wallach? Um, I wasn't that much aware of his previous work. I know he's been in some classic films, but mm. I did stumble upon him last year in a Tales of the Unexpected, and I went through a little phase of watching Tales of the Unexpected, and it's some of them are so dated and terrible. But this yeah. was a really good. Eli Wallach was a guy who was being robbed and it turns out he kind of outsmarts this man who comes in and, and he's he's still quite old he's kind of I want to say he's in his sort of 60s or something when it was but it's really good and I was like oh my god it's Arthur Abbott but he was playing a completely different sort of quite a sort of sinister character and and mm. uh oh he's just a classic actor I, I feel yeah. I need to watch more of his stuff I know he was in yeah. westerns and stuff and yeah he's br- brilliant but he's, a lot of westerns yeah. <laughs> okay then so Second one, favourite scene. I think you've said a few, but go on, what's the absolute favourite? I've picked a scene that makes me laugh as well as, be, well, obviously it's Iris and Miles and they go to the DVD store and Jack Black does his Jack Black thing. Yeah. Uh, where he's picking up DVDs and he's singing the soundtracks, he's singing the themes and he does Jaws, he does Chariots of Fire and then I uh, there's a moment as well, but I'll talk about that in a moment because I think you're going to talk about cameos, aren't you? Yeah, so I'll talk yeah. about that. that. I love that because it's just Jack Black being Jack Black yeah. and she's joining, he's making her laugh. It's a natural laugh, you know, and, and it, he's sort of, am I embarrassing you? But I love that. And I was just like, that's yeah. the kind of man I, w- I want to be with. You know, he's funny and he's making her feel good. And obviously that scene doesn't end well because he ends up seeing his ex with the new man outside but yes. the, the whole nostalgia of going out for a dvd and, and the excitement of picking one yeah yeah i mean imagine that scene was absolutely improvised i can't imagine that was written that was jack yeah. black completely wasn't it and even the, the point where because he, he sings the lines of a, 
about a, am I embarrassing you singing all these songs? He sings yeah. at the tune of the theme he's doing it. I mean, Jaws, classic. He says two notes and you got a villain. That scene, that scene apparently was filmed in a real blockbusters. Yeah. And all they did, they, they went to real blockbusters, they just took out all the DVDs with Jack Black. They, did, they had to get rid of them all so they wouldn't be in the background and then they just filmed it yeah yeah because yeah. that that would bother me if if like titanic was in the background or something it would bother me <laughs> because i remember i don't know do you watch friends because yeah. there's, oh, yeah, there's yeah, a, yeah. a couple of times in friends where they're in the same season that um tom Selleck is in it they met they talk about magnum they mention magnum pi and i'm like you're not allowed to mention magnum pi because tom Selleck real in your light because he's there and it freaked me out a bit like, why you mentioned Bang of Pi? that's him um and there's a good you know it doesn't exist um <laughs> but the chariot is a fight because he's very clever vocally jack black you can't yes. you can't you, you can't take that away from the man when mm-hmm. he does the chariot and he goes you know that he just played <laughs> really well there was an old i think i i don't think it was snl but i think it was one of the old american chat shows years ago before jack black was really really famous he used to do a little sketch where he'd go into, do you remember Tower Records where they used to have the listening stations? Yeah. Mm. Where you the headphones on and Jack Black was stood there and they filmed him saying, oh, the station's broken. I, I'm going to sing it for you. What would you like me to sing? And he sings the songs and he sings <laughs> Kiss, Kiss from a Rose by Seal and it's just beautiful. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Brilliant. I must admit, you've, you've stolen my favourite scene. So, Gary, oh. have you got a different one? Or <laughs> are we the same <laughs> one? <laughs> my my favourite scene and I think it's the funniest bit is um, it's the bit where, and Susie mentioned it, where Iris rings up her brother, Jude Law. Unfortunately, yeah. Jude Law's in the scene, which annoys me a little bit, but she rings up her <laughs> brother and we discover that he's slept with Cameron Diaz, but Cameron Diaz is still on the line. Like, and just Cameron Diaz is so funny in that. And Kate wins that works, works really well, I think, as a sort of straight person. You know, her yeah. anxiety, that anxious person, makes the Cameron Diaz still here. Funny. Yeah. I love it. Um, favorite one-liner or favorite line? And there's loads and there's loads of quotables. Mm. When she slaps her face and says "low point," um, <laughs> I think we've all been there. Mm. I think we've all been there. But I think the one about the leading lady—it's got to be the yeah. one about the leading lady. I, of course, I should be the leading lady of my own life, for God's sake! It's like, come on, get some gumption. So, yeah, it's, yeah. it's empowering. Come on, we are the leading yeah. ladies. And when I did my Edinburgh show. I that was part of my blurb for my for my show. Um, can I can I read it out the blurb on the back Go of the it. Go for it. Susie loves the escapism of the movies, but has realized she was playing the part of the best friend in her life instead of the leading lady. Now she's rewriting her own story, ditching the old script, killing off surplus characters, and finally discovering that little thing called gumption. <laughs> Way brilliant. brilliant, brilliant. I like yeah. that. Uh, I think I got one four star review. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's brilliant four star. <laughs> <laughs> Gary, have you got a favorite one line, favorite liner? The, I think the most memorable line is again. I agree with Susie. The most memorable line is that you know, be your own leading, be leading, leading lady. That's a great thing for life. I think it's just a great thing to take through someone's life, especially if I suppose for us, you know, I, I you know, I write and you know, I'm in that kind of world, and I suppose. I kind of imagine myself being a leading man in, a, in this mm-hmm. world. He says, sitting in a shed. <laughs> um, but of course, if you are the best friend, there's there's room for you too, because that's why they have best supporting actress as well. I mean, don't worry if you are the best friend. There's still room for you. For instance, true. one of my best friends in another film, which I would have loved to have talked about, but we don't have time, when Harry met Sally, Carrie Fisher, 
is the the perfect best friend in in that. And that one of my other favorites is when she says, "Someone staring at you in personal growth." That's my oh, one of my favorite yeah. lines in a film, and that, that's by that's... the Carrie Fisher. I would that have loved was... a film with Carrie Fisher and Bruno. Um, forgotten his surname now. The, the the other two that get together. I would a separate film with those two would have been amazing as well. Yeah. Whatever. That was my favourite film for the podcast. That's what I did. The, oh, uh, was it? You can't oh. do it because I've, I've already done it. You can't do it. You can't do it twice. I already did that. I love, it so much. I love it so much. So many brilliant lines in that film. Oh, yeah. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And then you find, and then you find yourself singing slurry with a fringe on top in front of Ira. Right. I think my favourite one-liner isn't a one-liner. You stole it earlier. It was. Um, it's. It's the non-audible one. It's the um, gardener <laughs> when he just does that look to Ethan to go, yeah, yeah. Just, just don't do it. It's not a line, but it's just a, a wonderful moment. It's not even a scene. It's just a snippet, and it's perfectly done. Um, I know what you're going to say for the next one because next one's best cameo, and I think we're probably all yeah. going to come up with the same one. But go on, I'll I, let you. Well, I nearly said it earlier when we were talking about the scene, but um, yeah. there are t- there are three actually. There might be more, but th- th- at the beginning, there's Lindsay Lohan and James Franco. Of course, they're yes. Part of the they're part of the movie that um, Amanda is uh, editing. Um, but obviously, in the in the DVD store, and this wasn't planned. Apparently, he just happened to be around, and Nancy Myers said, "Hey, do you want to be in the movie?" Um, <laughs> uh, so Miles is looking at the DVD covers. He picks up. Um, the graduate and he's where have you gone joe dimaggio like that and then suddenly you see dustin hoffman is also in the dvd store and he looks up and he says yeah you kind of if you don't listen to it you can't hear what he says he says oh, i can't go anywhere and that <laughs> so he just happens he just sort of shakes his head and says oh, i can't go anywhere and if you blink you'll miss it yeah but i love it i love yeah. it that, 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 that's mine as well, I must admit. So, Gary, have you got a different one? Or Well, you can't beat it, really, can you? Dustin Hoffman, two-second cameo, playing the part of Dustin yeah. Hoffman. Yeah. yeah. And the idea that it was actually genuine, he was well, just walking past his friends yeah. and Nancy Myers <laughs> wandered past. I'd love to live in LA. I'd love to live in LA where you just go to the corner shop and Dustin Hoffman pops in. <laughs> He's yeah. in Blockbusters, and it's fine. In blockbusters, yeah. yeah. When we had Blockbusters, of course. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah, which could lead us on to the next one. What's the one thing that dates the film the most? <laughs> this is what. I, yeah, it is going out for a DVD. I mean, those. I used that was a pleasure, and I I used to go up to the video shop up the road, and the lady would say, "Are you sure your mum said you can watch that?" Yeah, she said I was allowed. I was allowed to have a fifteen, and uh, my <laughs> mum would just give me a number, trust me, and I'd go up and 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 I, I that that because Netflix and Amazon Prime, you sit there for hours trying to choose, and then. You just for and it, video shop, you just go in and there it is, you know, whatever. And it's exciting. I miss that excitement of going in and choosing a DVD. But also I just I put a little side note that um, if you know what dates Jude Law would have got an Uber back then and he wouldn't yeah. have bothered Kate with wouldn't have bothered Cameron Diaz. And also the drink driving is a bit of a, a no no because Cameron Diaz goes in and she's drinking and going around the store and then driving through the the, the snow snowy lanes in Surrey um, <laughs> so that's a bit of a date and Kate Winslet's computer at the beginning is quite an old one but then you know got yeah. a big monitor and all that stuff yeah mm. and blackberries but, of course <laughs> yeah <laughs> typing <laughs> away <laughs> yeah <laughs> what about you Gary what would you say dates well, most I, well the blockbuster thing and the mm. technology always dates stuff but for me do you know what it is it's Airbnb I mentioned on Airbnb we all the yes. idea 
the idea that you could just go on on the internet and meet up with some stranger and swap things like, oh my gosh, that's crazy. Yeah. And yeah, well, I do Airbnb all the time. And it's just yeah. uh, such an easy thing to, you know, such a thing to do. You know, it's not, it's not weird at all. So I think Airbnb has kind of ruined the premise of the film a little yeah, bit. Yeah, I suppose so. Yeah, you couldn't do it now, could you? Because you'd just get well, we all do it now, so it's not amazing. Yeah. Must admit, I, I'm going to go with the blockbuster thing because, yeah, geeky fact, it is actually 17 years since YouTube started today. Ah. So if you imagine wow. that when this film was out, YouTube didn't exist, but everyone now who's growing up, everyone sort of the kids come through now have never lived in a world without YouTube. So yeah. of course they've never lived in a world that had blockbusters. So I think it's got to be that, hasn't it? Yeah. There you go. Do kids still say video? Because I've noticed that through this, we kept saying we kept saying video. You'd rewind the video back. Do the video that do yeah. young people still use video? <laughs> is, is, is it become like a thing, or do they just? Was it just? My mum oh. says tape it. She says, "Oh, I've taped it." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the phonogram. Get the wax phonogram out. <laughs> we still yeah, tape things I, in my I, house. <laughs> if I rewind something, she says, "Oh, wind it back." Would you wind it back? And then if I go to delete something, she said, "Oh, I've rubbed it off. Rubbed it off." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no Aww. kids. Kids don't. It's all just they don't know what they're watching now. They just stream. Everything's on yeah. stream. They live. They live their lives two minutes at a time now. That's the thing. Yeah. Why do they get bored in lessons? Absolutely go. love old movies, though. This is I yeah. think one of the charm as well. She's watching all the old movies. I love a bit of Hitchcock and everything like that. Oh, and did you know there was a, an inaccuracy in the film? You probably noticed it. A lot of people say about it online, um, but. Uh, Arthur Abbott says that Cary Grant was from Surrey and he was, wasn't, he was from Bristol. And apparently that's, that's not, I don't know where he got that from. So it's not right. But um, yes, but that's, we can forgive him that. That's oh, absolutely. Yeah. He, he was an old man. He, he just forgot. Yeah. It was. I met so many people illustrious career in the movies. Absolutely. He was the guy who wrote Kid on the, he's, who's looking at you, Kid. So, yes, he blank, was. so yeah. you know, that, that yeah, without that line, that film would be nothing, would it? Let's be honest. Exactly. <laughs> right, Susie, so is there anything that we've missed? Is there anything else that you really feel we have to talk about now with the, the film, now we've done our awards bit? Well, when I did, I, I already said I did an Edinburgh show called Gumption, and it yes. was loosely based around the holiday. And it was about my kind of journey as seeing myself through the eyes of Ari Simpkins. I was kind of like, seeing someone who wasn't treating me very nice and not putting myself first. And then the whole thing about having gumption and to come out of it and finally say goodbye and get rid of, and, and the whole thing was all about getting rid of toxic people out of your life. And my poster for the show, I did like a, a, a sort of, um, I'll, I'll show you, but you, you won't be able to show it on the thing. It was Fight Club, but with me. Oh, <laughs> that's great. <laughs> Thank you. My, my brother made it. I'm sorry that you couldn't be the thing, but my brother made it. That's me. And it says Gumption on the soap. It and does. I didn't realise it. Gumption was actually the name of a cleaning product back in the 50s. They actually had a thing. <laughs> so that was me. That was me being like, I'm all hard. Because I talked about different movies in the show as well. It wasn't just the holiday, but it was about different movies and stuff. Mm. And um, people loved my poster. And when I finally got the final one free, I was out with some friends and a friend of mine was friends with Kate Winslet's sister, Anna, and she'd come out with us. And I, I'd met her a couple of times and she's absolutely lovely. She's so lovely. And she came to a gig I did once at the um, aquarium. We did a gig at the aquarium in London. And one of the, one of the acts went on and did a bit about Titanic. And I was, I was like cringe, but she was laughing. At me. <laughs> and I was laughing my head off because they didn't know she was in the audience. And then, 
um, one day we all went out and our brother came. So Kate Winslet's brother was with us. And I got the, my brother had sent me a message saying, here's the final poster. And I was so excited about it. I was showing my friend. I said, oh, I've got my final poster. And they were all like, oh, what is it? And I said, oh, it's the poster for my Edinburgh show. And I sort of just showed them. And uh, the brother, Joss, he said, uh, oh, what's it called? And I said, oh, it's called Gumption. And I, and he's like, oh, why'd you call it that? And I said, oh, there's this film called The Holiday. And then the moment the penny uh-huh. dropped. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and I, I just I've just seen it. And he went, oh, yeah, oh, yes, I've seen it. And I just like wanted the ground to open me up as well. <laughs> but I was like, oh, my God. Oh. But, yeah, they're really nice people, really nice people. At least, you're saying, nice, at least you're saying I, nice things about Kate. Yes. Yeah. Had it been yeah. Jude Law's brother and you'd been oh. just flagging yeah. him off. <laughs> <laughs> what does this mean? Um, yes, all nice things about Kate. Kate's lovely. We'd like to have her on the show if you ever can get in touch with that. Would be nice. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I, I I added him on Facebook. I thought I'm going to get in, get to refer a brother, but I, you know, uh, <laughs> he's, he's quite. He doesn't really go on there much. Then, so uh, but he's he's really, really lovely. So yeah. your celebrity stalking days aren't quite going as well as you hoped. No, it's not. It's not great, is it? <laughs> um, when, and is there any other sort of? Bits, pieces, Gary. Is there anything else you want to sort of mention about the film? Any, any great bits that you've we've not mentioned that you think should be mentioned? Or uh, no, I don't think so. I think we, can, we covered it all. I think we covered the, 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 the whole film from cool. uh, end to end. See, I must admit, I don't think we've mentioned them at all. But I love the little dream sequences the Cameron Diaz's character has, where she jumps into the voiceover man, telling her the story okay. of her life that she's got at that yeah. point. I think those bits are brilliant where she harks back yeah. to the fact she makes trailers for a living and you get those bits mm-hmm. underused yeah. again they kind of had it as an idea it was there at the start and then they went actually you know what we'll not, we'll not bother film that we'll follow that on through is, so, is that how they get Lindsay Lohan in is that is that, the, is that, was that a dream sequence is it or no no real, that's that's that's, that's a real real thing. Right. real thing but then they do the bits where it's kind of like you know Amanda is going <laughs> to London and now she's leaving because it's not worked out and all that type of stuff I think it's, and of I think course she's leaving and then that's she cries and that's the pivotal moment realizing yeah because she she's, she's never cried since her father was it her father I died her father left i'm kind of trying to remember now i don't know why yeah i'm trying to remember whether it was he died or he left can't remember but she's never cried since that point and then she does at the end finally cry yeah. And the and the and the taxi driver who is played by a generic guy who's usually in like gangstery type films. I can't remember his name, but the you know who I mean. The actor is yeah. like, oh, she like, can you just stop here? And I don't think I can turn around. She gets it's okay. And she gets out and runs in the snow in her heels, and she mm-hmm. runs back and she stops at the car the gate and goes, ah, and then she runs in and there he is crying. Graham, he's crying as well. Lovely. Oh. Oh, favourite thing, favorite, and also this is a gif that I like to use quite a lot, is when they go to see Arthur and Miles comes running in just at the right moment and he sits down and he's, he kind of lo- he looks at her and he says, you look beautiful. And it's like really genuine. You look beautiful, mm. by the way. And then he says, hey. Um, and then he says, you know, I sorted it out with Maggie. She's gone. That's it. It's over. And then he says, um, he said, what are you doing New Year's Eve? And she said, I'll be in London. And he says, well, uh, if I was in London, would you go out with me or something like that? And then he got, I, she go, he go, she said yes. And then he gives her a little kiss, and then she looks away all smiling, and he does a little fist bump. He does a little, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, that, that's a gift. Now I use it quite a lot. It's like it when something good happens. It's like yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good gift to use. I would have thought. Yeah, I might start using myself. 
they probably went home and, and rutted like hogs after that, but it was all very... <laughs> You've ruined it. <laughs> You've ruined it. It's so nice. Oh. It's a very different gift. Oh, dear. Um, right then. So it's about, what, 16-year-old film? How do you think it holds up? Does Is it dated, other than what we've already said about Airbnb? How do you think it holds up in today's modern climate? I think the message, um, it's a film with a message, and I think the message is still great, empowering women and, you know, being the leading lady in your own life and also talking about the old movies, which I think is great. We need to keep those old movies going yeah. and people appreciating this, the golden age of cinema, as they keep saying. I, I think it holds up. I think um, in, a, in these days of safety and things, though, that maybe Amanda should have not... I had sex with him on the first night. Maybe yeah. she should have. Said, well, you sleep on the couch, and we'll, you know, because he could have, he could have been a mass murderer, you know. Mm. Even <laughs> leaving him sleeping on the couch, not the best yes, idea. No. Just <laughs> these days, obviously, would have got a taxi home or something, or she could have said, "I'm sorry, I don't know you. Go and sleep somewhere else," you know. But um, yeah, you, you yeah. do and know this whole thing. He kind of did force himself in a bit, didn't he? he didn't really say, you so know, oh, away. He said, "Oh, well, there is a bottle of brandy, and also." Is all right if I come in, sort of thing, and I and it's like, oh, yeah. so that's a bit problematic. But you know, we'll take it in the spirit with which it's meant. Um, <laughs> there is there is this thing on the internet that 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 apparently this is like kind of like sort of thing where they think Jude Law's character is actually a serial killer, and he's setting the whole thing up. That's this is this is sort of dark version of the film where he emerges. Uh, kind of the, the whole oh. thing. If you watch, you go, it does kind of make sense. He's just yeah. some sort of psychopath. Yeah. The other one is that Cameron Diaz and. Kate Winslet, this is other theory, they're both dead. Kate Winslet kills herself at the beginning of the film. Cameron Diaz has died. And then the whole thing is actually them in their moment of death. And Arthur's died. <laughs> it's very dark, dark version of the film. I think I'm going to have ruined the film for you, Susie. Sorry, but this is the conspiracy <laughs> theory. That. Because, I mean, she only, she only sniffed the gas once. Surely that wouldn't have done it. You know, she just yeah. like takes one step. That, that's very upsetting. I, I also saw something disturbing. I mentioned Friends earlier, but there was, someone's put a montage of Ross with really sinister music. They've taken the laugh track. <laughs> and, and Ross is saying... I've seen that. I've seen with, that. And he, he's, he's a wrong one. When he loses <laughs> it. It's with the, the sandwich. Yeah, my sandwich. The sandwich in the fridge. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've seen that. It's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I suppose... <laughs> Thank God for the for the, the lovely music in the holiday. Do, 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 do. Thank God for that. They you know. should change the music for the Jude Law scene to sort of creepy psycho music well, and just sure. turn up the house. They only need two notes, right? Two notes. Yeah. Da, 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 da. <laughs> Absolutely. That makes a villain. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, big question, and it's tough. I know now because I've done it myself, but I've asked so many people to do it. Can you sell this film to me in about 30 seconds? <laughs> oh, well, try, you know, give me a moment. <sighs> Ready? Mm -hmm. The holiday. It's not political. It's not satirical. It's a warm blanket of a movie with a nice glass of Baileys and it'll make you feel good about yourself it's escapism it's got fantastic scenery beautiful people falling in love a few funnies it's a classic and it will change your life gumption <laughs> I obviously didn't prepare that I don't know what I'm talking about but, uh... <laughs> brilliant that, that's one of one of the best 
That's one of the, I got the best one. That's definitely. <laughs> you know, I, I um, my my wife does make watch it every year. I'm not a natural fan of the holiday. I do love rom coms. You know, I wouldn't have put it in my favorite films. But you know what? I, and I did watch it this Christmas. I I am looking forward to watching it. Just having had this discussion, and had- you have you really have so good on how good the film is and. It is a good film. It is definitely worth watching. Definitely I said to you on, on, on email, uh, I watched it with the whole family, and mm. I shouldn't say it on, on recording, but even my 13-year-old son enjoyed this film. So <laughs> it, it's think, it's got something in it there, hasn't it? Yeah, it's good. If you good look film. at it through the, through the eyes of thinking that Arthur Abbott is the most important person in the film, that's when you look through those eyes, I think yeah. you, you know, enjoy it more. And Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, it's an enjoy, very enjoyable film. It's really enjoyable film. Really good. Um, before we go, where can people find you out there in the big word of social media? Have you got anything coming up that you want to mention? Anything like that? I'm I'm on Twitter as Funny Susie B. That's um, Funny S U Z Y B. Um, I'm also on Instagram, uh, Susie B Comedy. I I do comedy gigs. I'm I'm down in the West Country, and my favourite thing to do at the moment is uh, Plymouth Comedy Tours. So if you're ever down visiting in Devon, come on the Plymouth Comedy Tours because we have an absolutely great time, and we've got all five star TripAdvisor reviews. Wow. We did we we launched yes we launched last summer, and we take people around a trip. Uh, around the city centre and the waterfront and we do Plymouth Bingo, we do Facebook Marketplace challenges, we do all sorts and it's a great time Um, loving doing it and we're launching again in May, we even did a Christmas special after our summer tours were so um, successful and it sold out in minutes um, and we had a great uh, it's me and two fellow comedians we've got a Facebook page, Plymouth Comedy Tours if you like that and have a look at what we're up to that would be cool, come down and visit Plymouth, it's great have you been? Not for a while but I might come down now. I'll bring the family to- them. <laughs> we'll book on. <laughs> and can I just say, any listeners, I mean, I, I hope Susie, you don't mind me saying this. I, anybody who hasn't seen Susie's comedy, I and mean, Susie is one of my favourite comedians ever. You just got to go and see Susie. She's so funny. She's absolutely brilliant. And yes, she has paid me to say that. <laughs> no, seriously, she's brilliant. Absolutely love your work, Susie. It's very How kind you? of you. Thanks for doing the show. As well as being a brilliant comedian, you're one of the my i know the word nice is is a bit uh, but, <laughs> no um, don't say i'm nice that's horrible what i will say what i will say is decent because iris tells miles oh. and you are one of the most decent people and i have had car journeys with you where i've been like oh this my life is terrible and my love life and then you said to me that when you meet the right one it's easy and you said that to me and then i did meet the right one and um, yeah, I was like, Gary Coleman was right. He's a, he's a very wise man. Do you know what I should have said? I should have mentioned something about being the leading lady in your own life. And if you only had more gumption, I should have said. I just quote the movie. I already knew it in my own heart. I just needed to believe it, you know. <laughs> yeah, but we kind of met in a, in a slow burning way because we, we, we kind of stumbled across each other. We had mutual friends and he'd been to a gig I was at and... Um, we kind of slow over two years, we kind of saw mm. each other, you know, and then two of my friends said, Oh, you know, do you know this guy? And, and I was hosting this award ceremony. He, he manages a pub and his pub won this award at this ceremony. And he, he came on stage, he'd had a few beers and he, and he shouted that he loved me. And then <laughs> a few, a few months later, one of my comedian friends says, Oh, I've got a man, I've got a perfect man for you. And told me it was him. And I said, Oh, Oh, he's the guy who told me he loved me at the thing. And he said, oh, yeah, he's a fan of yours. He's been to one of your gigs before. And I was like, oh, okay. And at the time, I was like, oh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really want to go out with anyone. And um, 
and then he kind of like during the lockdown we added each other on Facebook and because another friend had mentioned him as well and then he kind of came to a few of my Zoom gigs and then when we did our first gig outside he was at the gig and I did this whole bit about liking large men with beards and he was in the audience and I knew I liked him at that point <laughs> he phoned me up that night and asked me out and we went for a pasty and then, <laughs> then on our on our anniversary they put we went to the same pasty shop they gave us free pasties and they'd put a pink plaque up because they were doing this art installation where people from Plymouth were putting memories and they put pink plaques in the window it was part of this thing to do with the museum so we had one up saying about our first date with the pasties and that Aww. and then we were even in a book in a book called lockdown legacies and I wrote our story and then oh, it's beautiful. in this book about you had me at pasty and uh, <laughs> sometimes my zoom gigs when when we couldn't go out and I put the subtitle was Zoom, just one look and my heart went boom. <laughs> <laughs> it's been a year and a half now and I've never been so happy and settled. And he's just, he's just lovely. So uh -huh. he, I, I've got no more Jaspers in my life. I've got Miles now. Oh, Good. Brilliant. I'm calm. glad of that. Very glad it's of good that. It's good. It's nice. <laughs> right. Um, right. Sorry. I'll, yeah, I'll, right. I'll, hey. I'll go Beautiful way to end. Discussion yeah. of rom-coms. Yes. Or with a yeah. real romantic comedy. Yeah. You as well. Thank and you, you, Gav. Nice to meet you. <laughs> uh, yes, very nice to meet you. <laughs> Thank you very Hope much for coming on the show. Real life. Pardon? Hope to see you in real life at some point. That'd be nice, yes. One yeah. day. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm going to come down to Plymouth and get on the tour. Have you seen this? <gasps> Chariots of Fire loved it. Cling, 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 cling. <laughs> Such a great score by Vangelis. He took electronic scores to a new level. It was groundbreaking. I'm going to test you on this later. Okay, driving Miss Daisy. Hans, very unexpected. Do you remember how great it was? Is this a bad game? No. Okay. Keep going. Sometimes I get self-conscious about my go-ra-da-da-da and scrattle-da. Are you embarrassed by this game I've started to play? Okay, it's not elaborate. I can go loud. Mmm. Bottom. Two notes, and you've got a villain. I don't know what to say about it. Totally brill. Uh oh. Where have you gone, Joe DiMaggio? I bet you didn't know. That was all written for the movie. It was a score, technically. I didn't know that one. Can't go anywhere. Oh, my God. Thanks for coming in, Susie, and talking about the whole day. And uh, next week's episode, we will be talking to Joe Ball about Up in the Air. Ooh, brilliant. Brilliant uh, comedian and a brilliant filmmaker is Joe. Yeah. That'd be a fantastic episode. And a great film about a guy with balloons on his house, isn't it? No, it's not that film. Oh, no. <laughs> it's the George Clooney one, isn't it? Yeah. It's the George Clooney one. Yeah, okay. Here is Joe's trailer for that very show. This film... Uh, is is about everything. It will get you thinking, it will get you laughing, it will get you crying. Um, I, uh, it is about a, a, a man going through a midlife crisis, a man in a seemingly, um, you know, incredible job, happy, seemingly happy, and, and, and you realise by the end that he's, his life isn't as beautiful as, as, it, as it seems. Um, and uh, it starts George Clooney. Okay, that's next week on the show. Until then, I think we're done for now. What do you reckon, Gary? Yeah, I think we've covered it. Okay, bye-bye for now. Cheers, bye.
Finally, thanks to Acast for hosting the website and to Max Smith for the theme tune composition. To get in touch with the podcast, remember that website is www.myfavoritefilm.com. Thank you.